This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Last Tuesday, we ended up on a quote of St. Augustine. And to start this conversation, we can, maybe we can change and look, for instance, uh, at United Kingdom. And so I found a quote by Shakespeare. It's uh, the character of Sebastian in The Tempest that at some point in time say, now I will believe they are unicorns. And maybe we've seen some unicorns uh, this week uh, in the markets. Clearly, things were not that expected. So today I have with me Monica Defend, our chief economist. Hello, Monica, to help us uh, to uh, analyze what happened and what is still happening. Uh, and I would like first that uh, we have the first part of our conversation uh, dedicated a little bit uh, on the macro side, uh, because on Tuesday, Monica, you were sharing with us that you were considering uh, that this crisis was transitory, but that will depend notably on the coordination by public authorities. This week, the least to say is that we've not seen that much coordination, but a lot of unilateral decisions, notably the one of Mr. Trump. But we've seen a start of European reaction at the European Council on Tuesday. We've seen a number of individual, I would say, Canadian announcements made by different countries. So, Can you give us your perspective on the response that has been put on the table so far by the governments on the economic side uh, and tell us what you believe still in terms of evolution of the macro scenario? Okay, thank you, uh, Jean-Jacques, and uh, good, uh, good morning to uh, everyone attending the call uh, today. So starting from the, the shock. This shock is such, uh, as we said, uh, Uh, reversible by nature because uh, it, it is coming from uh, uh, an epidemic, uh, a pandemic, as uh, the uh, World Health Organization declared uh, two, two days ago. And as such, as it is not coming from the financial sector uh, like it was in uh, 2007, uh, it is less destabilizing. And there is uh, a chance uh, of a quick bounce back. As, uh, as you said, depending on the speed and strength and the coordination of the uh, global, uh, global authorities, both uh, on the uh, fiscal and the monetary uh, side. Definitely the, the banning from, uh, from President Trump uh, calling this uh, uh, 30-day shutdown on travel to America for most of the uh, European countries is not uh, helping uh, at all. Uh, but I think the market reaction has been brutal and, and vocal uh, at the same time. And being the market, uh, I believe uh, the uh, central authorities uh, will, uh, will uh, react. Uh, when it goes to uh, the uh, monetary policy decision yesterday, actually the package itself, uh, it, it is good because uh, uh, it is addressing Uh, the liquidity injection, um, announcing both these uh, liquidity facilities, uh, uh, adding liquidity tools and new long-term financing that are going to help the, the SMEs. So the package itself is good. It may be the uh, communication uh, that has been um, not appreciated by, by the market. But again, if you speak to the fact uh, uh, the, the, the package is, uh, is there with the President Lagarde 
asking for more uh, fiscal uh, measures to, to take place. And namely, uh, this is some, we have an example, we have a successful example, uh, in this Vaza, if we look at, uh, at China. Uh, China is uh, reversing back uh, from, the, uh, from the outbreak, and actually uh, China is helping other countries, such as Italy, uh, for example, with the supply of medical, medical equipment, of doctors that actually uh, last night uh, traveled, to, traveled to Italy. So this is really uh, what uh, we are looking for, uh, a coordinated uh, um, help and support uh, uh, from the uh, fiscal and uh, monetary authorities that is not only has to take place uh, in each region, but uh, hopefully it has to be, to be global. And when the market is becoming as vocal as uh, uh, it was yesterday, uh, this is usually um, something that uh, the, uh, the governments uh, do not uh, underestimate. So basically, you're saying that because of what happened yesterday, you expect that more coordination uh, will be put uh, into place uh, in uh, in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, and have you made uh, some kind of an assessment uh, of uh, the measures that have been uh, already, I would say, put on the table by a number of governments uh, in terms, notably, uh, of amounts uh, in uh, relation uh, to GDP? Um, so far, we've seen some countries uh, starting to engage in the, in that direction uh, yesterday in France uh, president macron uh, basically said uh, in a, an address to the nation that uh, he will do whatever it takes or whatever it costs uh, to uh, support uh, the economy so what do you think uh, how do you think governments are going to react and notably do you think that they will uh, basically put uh, into cause notably at european level um, the applicable rules on budgetary discipline yeah, this is uh, what is uh, under discussion uh, now. So, uh, breaching the, uh, the temporary and with extraordinary uh, measures, uh, the, the, the stability pact close, it is something that is needed. And again, uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, um, national initiatives being part of a uh, Euro Union. Uh, what is uh, what is needed? Uh, it's a more uh, coordinated uh, coordinated effort because. Uh, we might uh, see a sequence uh, of, uh, of outbreak uh, with uh, some uh, uh, countries that uh, are already in a mature, uh, hopefully mature phase, some other that uh, might fall uh, into early stages. So more coordination at European level is something that uh, we would like, uh, would like to see. And I think that uh, um, Lagarde yesterday was uh, quite uh, quite vocal on on that angle as well. And we do not have to forget that eventually she says more will come, but we needed to see some uh, fiscal uh, measures to to take place first. So addressing the the sanitary and the healthcare need of uh, of the countries is something that uh, has to um, has to be prioritized. And then to support uh, in, a, in a more medium uh, term all the sectors uh, that have been uh, paying the toll of uh, supply chains uh, disruption and or uh, from the banning of, of travel such as uh, the, the tourism, uh, the tourism sector, which is uh, quite uh, quite important for uh, some countries such as Italy or, or France, for example. 
Okay, so basically uh, <clears throat> what you're saying is that you maintain uh, the scenario, which is this is a temporary shock. We're going to see by definition uh, the situation worsen in a number of countries uh, in, uh, the coming, uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but uh, in a way, we can expect only more uh, coordination. That's what we have on the table so far. So let's say it's we're on the upside part uh, for uh, the, the weeks to come in terms of um, uh, economic coordination. Maybe you've started to touch uh, this uh, a little uh, but it would be good to, uh, to comment uh, the different actions that have been taken uh, by the respective central banks. Um, so you've started to uh, describe a little bit uh, what was uh, in uh, Mrs. Um, President Lagarde's uh, intervention yesterday. Can you get a little more into detail uh, on what the ECB uh, has announced? Uh, also yeah. uh, explain a little bit uh, what the Fed decided yesterday in terms of injection of liquidity. Mm -hmm. And it would be interesting to have your analysis on... I would say the spread between what has been concretely announced by ECB uh, and the reaction of the market that yesterday's was extremely negative. Yeah, sure. So we started uh, in the in the early afternoon with uh, Lagarde saying that uh, they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't cut the rates, and uh, this for us uh, was uh, uh, something that was in our cards, as uh, we do believe. Uh, uh, there is a, um, a limited effort uh, cutting the rate can have uh, once uh, when, when you are facing negative uh, yielding uh, paper uh, across uh, across the whole uh, all region. The ECB uh, has been strongly focusing on liquidity inject, uh, injection that will announce the uh, facilities. Uh, uh, liquidity facilities uh, to the wholesale uh, sector. So these additional uh, net asset uh, purchase of 120 billion until the, the end uh, uh, of the year. Uh, the, uh, they will um, use all of the flexibility uh, that uh, the program uh, um, allows, although no details have been uh, attached to, to this uh, to this statement. The ECB is adding liquidity tools and new long-term loans with a full allotment of liquidity at very preferential rates. And this is going to address the uh, SMEs, the small and medium enterprises that um, in Europe are a vital uh, part of the uh, growth uh, engine. So there will be, there will, uh, the TTRO uh, three measures will support uh, the lending to this uh, to this sector. Then the ECB banking supervision will provide temporary capital and operational relief in reaction to the coronavirus. And the, um, the ECB will support the decision of the EBA, the European Banking Authority, uh, to postpone uh, the, the stress test on the banking sector uh, for, for this year so that the, the banks can really be focused uh, uh, on uh, on their uh, on their business and the strategy uh, review uh, that uh, was in the pipeline now for uh, for April uh, will be postponed uh, forward six uh, six months. So where uh, we were uh, a little bit uh, more concerned in our conclusion is that uh, no change in the issuer limit and the capital key uh, has been uh, addressed. So these. Uh, this is something uh, we think the ECB uh, should be uh, give some visibility as it, it can downsize somehow uh, the um, uh, the, the uh, expectations. Uh, the central bank will be really clearly focusing 
on the credit crunch and on liquidity provision. They cannot address uh, uh, the uh, growth, uh, growth disruption. This is something that uh, will be uh, related uh, to the fiscal policy, maybe. Uh, seeing, um, having heard some more uh, filling the gap in between monetary and fiscal policy would have been uh, uh, helpful. Um, and the fact that the ECB uh, can provide uh, cheap credit to banks uh, is good, but they really need to take on the challenge to avoid a tightening in, uh, in financing conditions, because this is clearly uh, the biggest uh, and rising, uh, rising uh, risk. So uh, all in all, um, the market reaction, uh, as I said, as we saw, uh, was, uh, was brutal mainly related to the way the communication has been triggered uh, rather than the, the package, uh, package itself. Uh, but if we step uh, back and we look at it uh, from, uh, you know, staying calm, uh, maybe uh, still there will be, uh, this program is definitely uh, favorable for the uh, Euro investment grade paper, uh, for example. So, um, we, need, we really need to disentangle the way the communication has been triggered. And by the way, yesterday, last night, uh, uh, the, the president um, um, kind of uh, corrected some of the, of the communication from the package, uh, package itself. Then uh, at the same time, later in the day, the Fed uh, took action, injecting a lot of liquidity uh, in, uh, in the system in response to the tighter financial uh, conditions. Again, this, uh, uh, this effort has been coordinated by all the uh, central uh, states, uh, states central banks, and they've been invoking the financial stability escape clauses, uh, which means lowering the, the target lending rate by 0.5. And the, um, the plan, the, the bond buying program has been dramatically expanded uh, yesterday, adding trillions of, of dollars in, uh, in liquidity to the bond market to increase lending in the short-term repo market and the purchase of long-term treasuries. So the, the effort in order to tackle with the liquidity uh, issue and the, the credit crunch issue has been made. Uh, we really need uh, to see uh, more um, active and proactive uh, coordinated fiscal response at this stage. Thanks, Monica. A few elements of comment on my side. Um, personally, I was extremely surprised uh, by the market uh, reaction uh, yesterday uh, because uh, if you consider that most of the problem uh, at the moment uh, is uh, on the credit side, uh, the toolbox put on the table by the ECB uh, is probably uh, appropriate. So clearly there is a mismatch uh, in terms of, uh, of communication. Um, also, second element, I think it's interesting to see that markets uh, reacted very vividly to the fact that there was no uh, rates cutting, uh, but in a way, uh, even a few weeks ago, everybody was considering uh, that uh, it wouldn't be efficient. So there is also a little uh, paradox uh, there. Um, and finally, I think to understand what the ECB has done yesterday, uh, it's important to understand that we are not in the same context uh, that uh, in 2008. Uh, the crisis doesn't come from the financial sector, but comes from real economy, from the shock that you uh, that you describe. Therefore, the ECB's reaction uh, is probably uh, appropriate. 
also in the context where Mrs. Lagarde apparently wanted to show clearly that she had a consensus uh, and that she was fully backed uh, by all uh, the council. Uh, all the decisions were unanimous. She said that uh, repeatedly. Uh, and therefore, it was the way for her uh, to put some pressure on the governments to call for more coordination uh, on the fiscal side, which at the end of the day is uh, probably what is uh, expected by the markets also. So just these few elements, I think it's important uh, after uh, what happened yesterday in terms of reaction to the ECB to calm down a little uh, and to look, uh, I would say, in depth what has been put on the table that, that you described, showing that the toolbox uh, is clearly there. Probably there will be more to come, but uh, it's uh, probably important to go I would say beyond communication, uh, as uh, as you uh, as you mentioned, um, that that link to uh, what happened on the market yesterday. So it was uh, really a complicated day uh, on uh, the equity market, uh, to say the least. That would be a British understatement. Um, could you please uh, give you give us your comment uh, on uh, what happened yesterday, with also maybe a, a little focus uh, on the credit part uh, of the market. Yes, uh, actually, uh, what uh, has been happening yesterday with the market's uh, violent risk-off reaction contains an element of excessive panic, uh, would you believe? That uh, being, being an excessive panic is likely to, to stabilize uh, over the, the next uh, weeks or um, unfortunately months uh, to, to come as soon as uh, we will see some, um, some reaction and action taken by the, the, the fiscal, uh, fiscal authority. So within this environment, uh, as you said, because everything uh, was, uh, was brutally, uh, brutally moving, uh, it is really uh, important to, to preserve the liquidity and the flexibility in the portfolios. And this is what uh, we are uh, currently doing. On the, on the credit side, um, as I said, there has been a, a really high level of, uh, of volatility, in particular in the, the fixed income market, but uh, we don't think that uh, these, these are going to set uh, uh, permanent uh, impairment. And there are clearly some uh, vulnerabilities uh, related to, to certain sectors. If uh, we think about the um, energy, uh, energy sector in the in the U.S., uh, for example, but we really need to to stick to the to the fundamentals and the quality uh, has become a priority in the in the selection of the of the credit uh, exposure. And within uh, this environment, what uh, we are currently doing is to detect uh, quality names where uh, solvency is not uh, is not an issue. Uh, there might be some uh, short-term uh, liquidity uh, concern, but this is where uh, we are going to, uh, to, 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 to position. At the same time, uh, we have been uh, um, positioning more on uh, medium-term uh, medium than, uh, than long-term maturity because we believe uh, that this is where um, this is the, 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 the part of the sector that uh, is going to uh, benefit from uh, the performance uh, in uh, in the future. So um, we clearly are focusing on quality of issuer. Um, this is where how uh, we think in the in the credit space uh, uh, we we will have to stay. Bear in mind that the ECB package uh, is going to uh, favor the uh, the. Um, the, the, the credit the credit space 
uh, with respect to an increasing divergence between evaluation of issuers with the solid balance uh, balance sheet and and the others. This is why uh, we call for uh, this quality uh, feature. Uh, to be to be considered. Uh, and so, at the moment, uh, so you mentioned a few things already. But uh, what are we doing uh, in the portfolios? On Tuesday, we were saying uh, it was uh, probably uh, too late to sell and too early to buy uh, on the equity side. What we've observed uh, so far, uh, at least uh, for institutional investors, uh, is that uh, they've been extremely calm this week. Uh, we didn't uh, see uh, massive sell-offs uh, in our funds uh, or portfolios. We've even seen uh, some institutional investors coming back in the markets. So basically, uh, have you changed your mind uh, after Tuesday? Uh, and what will be uh, your recommendations uh, for uh, our participants uh, in the weeks to come? No, we confirm uh, our our statements. Uh, basically, what we did was uh, to detect a phase one of the of the crisis, which was uh, uh, basically February, at the time where the outbreak uh, was uh, involved in China. Then uh, we moved to phase two when the outbreak went global, and at that time, uh, just before the end of February, we decided. Uh, to trim our uh, global uh, exposure on the on the equity side, as uh, as you said, and to uh, to recalibrate uh, the the credit uh, risk exposure, lowering the beta uh, on the uh, on the on the positioning on uh, on this asset class. Now, if uh, we want to uh, look a little bit uh, forward, uh, six months uh, out, um, we think that uh, we are really need. Uh, we are really going to take a position on those pockets of the market that uh, has been that are highly uh, distorted, uh, such, uh, such as uh, uh, cyclicals in, in the U.S. and the, in the European uh, market. Market, you really need to be very very tactical. So short term, uh, looking at bond proxies and defenses, but on a more medium term, because we do believe that this is these things is going to be sequentially but temporary. Uh, focus more on the cyclicals uh, within the U.S. and in Europe. And then uh, on emerging markets, uh, definitely uh, there, there are a lot of uh, distortion for the time being. We prefer hard currency to local currency to uh, FX in the, in the emerging space. But this is where uh, we're going to, uh, to pick up uh, in, the, in the medium term most uh, of the uh, investment uh, investment opportunities. The emerging markets, according to us, really remain uh, an, an appealing investment opportunity from a global perspective. Okay, Monica, so thank you really much. I think uh, we are to the end of our conversation. Uh, thanks a lot for this insight. Uh, at the moments where we are talking, uh, markets uh, are moving up. Um, the least we can say is that we can expect a lot of volatility uh, in the coming weeks, uh, but we will try uh, to maintain these calls as frequent uh, as possible uh, to uh, give our comments and our advice uh, on the evolution of the situation. So thank you very much. Thanks a lot to all uh, our participants for attending. So keep calm, drink cold and have a great weekend. Thank you.
This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.